What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Mission Suite podcast. I'm Ian Campbell. I'm CEO of Mission Suite. Here's the audio from our latest community table session. Dean and I had a great conversation, and I'm really excited to share this with you. If you want to see the video, you can head on over to youtube.com slash mission suite and check out our community table playlist. If you'd like to join our next community table session, head on over to the mission suite.com slash community table and fill out the form to be notified before our next session. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to uh, the replay. If you're watching this uh, after we finished, uh, after we finished the recording, welcome to the live show. If you're here live with us, uh, normally we stream this to Facebook, but uh, today, through a series of interesting circumstances, I am not on my computer and can't actually stream to Facebook. But uh, this will be up on our Facebook page afterwards. Uh, it'll be up on YouTube. Uh, you know, Dean and I always put this idea uh, to work with this stuff on LinkedIn, on all the other things. So um, if you have anybody, if you know anybody who's been itching, itching, itching to, to see this and to hear the three of us talk about credibility <laughs> marketing, um, which, you know, I know that you are. And somebody in, somebody in your sphere has to be in that, in that, uh, in, in that set. Uh, you know, you can always point them in those directions. Uh, Mission Suites. YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Deans and Vantage Groups, uh, same, I think. And so, yep. yeah, we'll, uh, but, but so we'll, we'll we're, we always make it well publicized afterwards. So, um, but I hope you're having a great day here today. We're going to, as always, we're going to give it a couple of minutes um, to, uh, to get people in. I see that people are already actually pretty, uh, we had a pretty good, you know, you always get the, the, the one to two minute crowd that, that kind of shuffles in like three minute three. You know, but uh, but we actually got a pretty good bump right off the bat here. So uh, so people are are interested and excited about this topic. Uh, so am I here. So, um, but uh, but yeah. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to uh, to the community table today. We are talking about credibility marketing. This is we're going to be focusing on how to build credibility even before you ever sit down with a prospect. And uh, it's going to be a great conversation. We've got three people here who, um, who, who, who've never been charged with being at a loss for words. So, uh, so I think we're going to have a really good cool conversation. Exactly. And uh, so, joining me today, I, I'm Ian Campbell. I'm the CEO of Mission Suites. Uh, I am in a small phone booth, uh, staring at my phone right now, which is. You know, uh, a bit different, but if it, it sounds a bit different than it normally does, that's why. Um, but I'm excited to be here. With me, as always, is Dean Isaacs, uh, founder and CEO of Vantage Group, and Michael DeLon. And uh, so I am going to let the two of them introduce themselves, uh, in part because Dean just told me that he has a new bio that he wanted me to read. And I've got his <laughs> old one so so well memorized, I don't think that I would actually be able to, to shift on the fly here. So Dean, why don't you, why don't you kick off? All right, yeah, I wanted to throw a curveball at you, you know, 60 <laughs> seconds before we kick this thing off. Not even knowing you Why not, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. One more change so, in Ian's life, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, most of the, the folks on today know me, but I run Vantage Group. We're a sales and marketing consulting firm, and we really work with small and mid-sized businesses to help them scale their revenue. But what many of you don't know is I also run a, a, a mastermind group for 
B2B consultants and experts, and we really help them figure out how to get off that up and down revenue roller coaster, smooth out their revenue, make their marketing easy, and ultimately help them scale their business. So that's that's something I do a lot on the side, outside of my consulting practice, and many people don't know. And that was going to be the new piece that I was going to have Ian read today. So there you go. So, excellent, excellent. And so speaking of masterminds, Michael and I met in a mastermind recently, and I've got to know Michael, love what he does, love his enthusiasm and his energy and his expertise as well. So we've asked Michael to come on today and, and um, help talk about credibility marketing. So Michael, let me hand it to you. Explain what you do. How, you, how did you get into this business? Credibility marketing is not something we hear a lot about. So give us the story. It, yeah, it's not. Thanks for that, uh, Dean and Ian. Thanks for having me here. I'm super stoked, uh, right? So everything for me began when I escaped prison back in 2013. Okay, now that's not a, that's not a literal prison. It's, it was an emotional prison because I was in a job that I hated. Okay, so let me, you know, let me give you the backstory. I was in Christian radio for nine and a half years, way back when selling ads. Found out after two years, nobody wants to buy Christian radio. They want to sell their products and services. So I had to become really good at marketing small business. So I, I, I read the books, went to the seminars, learned how to do marketing. My wife and I went to a marriage conference because our, our marriage was, was like this. I don't know if you guys are married, but you know what? We are complete opposites. Well, we both grew up in church, but nobody ever taught us that God had a plan for marriage. So we went to this conference, learned God's plan for marriage. That changed our marriage. A few years later, I was in a spot in in. I was with a dot-com then, left the radio station, went to a dot-com. They went bankrupt. And I found myself in the living room looking up going, what am I going to do now? <laughs> and God spoke to my heart. He said, I want you to ministry to marriages. And I want you to family life, the ministry that changed our life, okay? So we moved from Indiana down to Little Rock, served with this, this ministry that we loved for about six years. And then I was, on, I was on the leadership team. They started going through reorganizations, corporate reorgs. Remember the day? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, after the third reorg, they rolled out the new organizational chart. And guess what? My name was no longer on the leadership team. And so that began a two-year stint of them pushing me around the ministry, doing different things. And that's those that was my prison term. Gotcha. And after two years, I said, I'm done. I got to get out of this place. So I prayed, talked to my wife, and, and I said, God, I got to get out of here. What do I do? He says, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going to go help small business owners with marketing because they hate it and I love it. So he said, go. January 1st, 2013, I stepped out of ministry, started a marketing consulting firm. I'd come to you, Dean. I'd say, Dean, I think I can help you grow your business. You'd meet with me, have great conversation. You'd say, now, Michael, what have you done for the last few years? I said, I've helped build marriages and families. You'd say, very audible. Way to go, Michael. Oh, look at the time. I've got another meeting. Let's keep this conversation going. And you usher me out the door. Right. Well, that kept happening. I was living on savings. I was like, okay, I got to fix this. So I went to my church one day. I was on the second floor of my church. I was pacing back and forth, praying, saying, God, how do I help Dean? Because I know I can. And God just kind of spoke to my heart. He says, why don't you take all of your marketing strategies and put them in a book? And so I did. So I published my book. It's called On Marketing back in 2013. Then I would email you, or I'd call you, Dean. i say, I think I can help you with your business, Dean. You'd set an appointment. I'd mail you a copy of my book. A week later, I'd walk into your office for that meeting, and there it was. My book was on your desk, dog-eared, highlighted, underlined. You'd read my book. And in that meeting, Dean, you'd say, now, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. And the next guy hired me. And, the next, and I thought, oh, this is really cool. Why don't more business owners do this? Well, it's challenging to write a book. There's a lot to it. So 
I, did, I, I went and built a spreadsheet and said, here's every step it took me to create my book. And we built a system where now we help business owners be able to create their own book without writing a word, do it in a very compressed time period, like six to seven months. And then we teach them how to market their credibility to gain clients, get referrals and grow their business. So that was kind of a long story, but it tells you how this whole thing started and why I'm so convinced that when you're an author, you can precondition prospects to hire you before you ever have that first meeting. Interesting. That's a great story. I love it. Well, no, I'm still stuck on the fact that somebody in ministry in Arkansas used the word stoked. But <laughs> I, I've, I've heard the red, you know, I, th I, th I thought that was reserved for the, for the ministry folks in, in California. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's a really cool story, though. I love it. I, I love your story. You know, I, 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 uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us for sure. So. Well, it I was going to say, no, it's just, it just resonates with so many people because so many people are stuck in a job, right? But what we tell people and what we'll talk about, I'm sure, is, is being able to tell your own story that resonates with your audience. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's where a lot of, especially service providers, whether you're selling yourself or your business or your or, or the software or whatever it is, they, we focus on the widget, right? The, the thing yeah. that we deliver, but not the story or the transformation. And you just, just your story speaks about transformation, right? And, and that's and that's so engaging. And teaching clients to do that, teaching business owners to do that, they're so enamored with their thing, their widget. Yes. They lose sight of the purpose of the widget, which is causing a result or a transformation for their clients, right? Well, it, it really is, and, and therein lies one of the magics of, of, of our process because we created this speak-to-write process to create your book, right? We, usually when I talk with a prospect, they're like, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book for years. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where to start, don't know how to get out of my – we tell them, dude, you have everything in your head and your heart to create your book. Our job is to get it out of you. And so we have writers yeah. who ask you questions, and if you can show up on a Zoom call and talk about your business – we can get your book created. It's no big deal because you it's, it's hard to do it yourself. It's kind of like, Dean, running your business. You're probably the worst person in the world to give yourself business and marketing advice for your business, right? You're too close to it. That's why you're a master. I'm the same way. We help you from an outside perspective to go, dude, let us tell this. Let's do it this way. Let's not, let's not go into the weeds about what you do. Save that for the conversation. Right. But let us help you tell stories of how you've helped other people and at a high level and position you and tell stories and get people to really bond with who you are. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're buying. They're buying you before they buy your widget. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you to say, you know, what I like about the way that you kind of describe what you're doing is that, you know, you because you could pretty easily just say, I run a team of ghostwriters that write books for people and for business owners that want to build credibility, but it doesn't capture, it doesn't tell a story. And frankly, you know, you're running a team of ghostwriters unless you've written 14 books yourself and, you know, like there's not a whole lot of credibility to that. So the way that you're able to describe that kind of provides that credibility for you. And so it's one of the things that, that I kind of, that, that, I, that I'm kind of left asking for, for myself is that, you know, how 
long does it take you to kind of craft your story and craft that message from somebody like you? Obviously, you know, like having been, you know, like I'm familiar with the Christian radio world, I'm familiar with the ministry world. I know how deeply entrenched storytelling is in that world, right? And, uh, you know, and so when you, how important is telling your story to really crafting credibility and to, 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 to relaying that credibility to people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for us, it's, it's critical and it's the, it's the very beginning of our process. So we get somebody comes to us and says, I'm going to create a book, right? We go through a lot of series of why and all of that, but it's like, okay, let's do that. Ian, I've got, I've got eight questions that I would ask you in our brand strategy um, situation, right? And in the first month, you're working with me to discover your, what we call that brand strategy, that unique story, because it's there. And we can discern that story through the answers you give me, okay? So case in point, most, most of the business owners who come to me are what I call coffee beans. Okay? I love coffee. You open up a bag of coffee beans, you pour them on the table, they all look the same, they smell the same, right? Nothing differentiates them. That's how most business owners are. You look like and sound like all of your competitors. So what's going to separate you in the mind of your audience? So I had a lady come to me. She's a financial advisor in Chicago. And she was a coffee bean. She looked like everybody else. We got her story. Her childhood was replete with gambling. Her parents would fly to Vegas, win hundreds of thousands, come back. Life was great. A month or two later, they'd fly to Vegas, lose hundreds of thousands, come back. Life stunk. That was her childhood, right? Up and down, up and down. Well, she helps people in retirement planning. And when we got that story, we said, time out, Ross, here it is. And so we branded her. Her brand strategy is don't gamble with your retirement. Safe strategies to secure your future. That message resonates with her audience and it comes from her life. Now, she has one clear message that she can use in all of her marketing, let alone her book. But we tell that story through the chapters of her book as she's talking about, you know, the risks of the stock market or long-term care or whatever it is. She comes back to, if you're looking for a safe, secure way to protect your money, that's what I do. And so her story separated her from everybody else who's talking about whatever. And it gives her a message that's crystal clear that resonates with her audience. So for me, creating a book for a business owner, it's absolutely critical. And that's why we always start with brand strategy. I'm not asking you to figure it out, Ian. We're going to do it for you through our process. Very nice. Now, Dean, you and I have talked a lot about, you know, about some of the key things that, uh, that Michael just hit on, you know, including perfect audience, like targeting your audience and knowing your, knowing your client base. Right. And so, you know, I guess I'm just curious from the from between the two of you, how much of that kind of what 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 comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I think I'm working through a process now of trying to define how to create your ideal client profile. Right. I'm trying to document all this craziness in my head in a succinct thing I can show people. And there's a lot of moving parts and there are kind of two schools of thought. Right. It's it's folk. Who do you want to work with? And then figure out what they need. That's one approach. The other is what is my what are my gifts? What are my superpowers? What problems do I solve? And who has those problems? You know, is there a right and a wrong? Is it chicken and egg? It just depends, right? I, I'm not. I don't know if either are right or wrong. My, I tend to um, 
think more about what do I know today and how can I solve known problems, find people that have that issue. But it depends on the business. If you're in an e-commerce business or you're in an information business where you want to create information products and sell them, you can create an information product you know nothing about with some research so you can go find a problem to solve. So I think for most of the clients we probably work with, they've already got a skill set, right? They've already got experience and they're trying to package that up in a way that resonates with a particular audience. So I would go that, that direction versus the opposite. Yeah, good Michael, answer. What do, you, what do you think? I, 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 would, I would tend to lean that you, you've got to stay in your lane, okay? My lane has become credibility marketing through authorship. Now, I could help business owners with marketing in a lot of different ways, but what I find is if, if a client comes to me and says, hey, I need to do some Facebook ads, if I lean in there and try to help them with generating leads through Facebook, I'm going to fall flat on my face, right? It's not what I do, but I can work with your Facebook people and help them with that message. And so what I, what I figured out is what I'm really good at, which isn't very much, but I'm really good at this, right? But, but staying there and saying, who has this challenge or problem? And for me, it's business owners, right? And I've had some people come to me and say, oh, you're a book publisher. Great. I want to write my memoirs. I'm like, yeah, I'm not your guy. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so there's a problem out there and it's a publishing issue, but it's not mine because they're not my market. So yeah. I've had to look at my passions, my background and say, I'm a marketing guy. Now, marketing's a big pond, right? So over time, what we found is we talked to, to clients about publishing their book and being known in authority, the word credibility started coming to the top. And so about three or four years ago, we, we just said, okay, great. We're going to coin that credibility marketing space and become the resource for credibility marketing. And what that has done is kind of morphed our business to go, there's a lot that I don't offer my clients. That's why relationships with you guys is so important. And with others, I don't build websites. I don't do Facebook ads. But if you're looking for credibility marketing, I'm your guy yeah. and I can help you. So I, I start with my passions, my skill set, and then I find the market that I can best serve out of that. That's how I would approach it. Yeah, I'm with you. So I got to ask, so with trusted advisors, right? We work with a lot with trusted advisors. They come in different sort of styles and businesses and industries, but trusted advisors, right? They want to be, we all hear this term, know, like, and trust. Where, you know, that's how you sell stuff. It's yeah. kind of generic, but all right, whatever. Now you're throwing in this, this additional concept of credibility. How would you define credibility versus those other words are tossed, tossed around out there? That's great. I've been struggling with this and wrestling with this, Dean, for about four months going, we talk about it, right? So let me give you a quick story. When I wrote my book in 2013 on marketing, I, I Googled definition of marketing because I needed a definition. You know, there are dozens of definitions. None of them made sense. I created my own. Marketing is everything you do to gain and retain a client. That's what I do. That's where I can. Credibility is the same thing. I'm like, what is it? How do you define it? So I think I finally have it. I love for you guys. This is the first time I've shared it publicly. Okay. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> because it's deeper than no like, and trust. It's deeper totally. than that. Credibility. It's the level of confidence that your audience has in you. That's credibility. 
if I'm going to have heart surgery and I'm looking at two or three heart surgeons, who am I choosing? How do I know? I mean, they've all graduated with all these degrees. It, it, it really, it's an emotional decision. It's my level of confidence of, of you. Do I like you? Do you have a bedside manner? Do you, have you done a few surgeries in the past? Okay. Did they live? Good. It's my level of confidence in you to deliver whatever you're going to deliver to me. I think that yeah. is credibility. That's awesome. That's an interesting, that's an interesting perspective because, you know, before you, before you said that I was, you know, my, my initial thought reaction was like, well, that's the, it's the trust part, right? I mean, it kind of, what you're doing uh, in the credibility space kind of takes the trust part and moves it to the front so that by the time that people get to know you get to like you, they've already started to build trust for you. But I think the way that you put it is a lot more accurate that, uh, that there's, because at the end of the day without, I mean, there are something like heart surgeons, you know, I don't care if I like you, right? right? I want to know, are you going to crack my chest open and get it back together again with me breathing on the other side of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, if, and I, what, if I don't like you, I never have to talk to you again after this whole thing is done, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so what's your level of confidence, right? In right. that person to do that, that's who I'm picking for that specific thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in, in prep for today, I, I kind of was thinking about how would I define credibility and i was interested to get your, your take on that michael so and i started looking and googling around and thinking about it and it's funny because we've just brought up two words trust and credibility and i got to think are they the same thing or are they different things and i think they are intimately connected but i think they're different and and i kind of cobbled up this or like gartner quadrant in my mind right you've got trust on one side and you've got a credibility on the other and if you're in that lower left quadrant, low trust and low credibility, we need to talk, right? That's not, you know, it's, it's not, right. not going to go anywhere. But if you're low trust, but higher credibility, meaning you're an expert, but you're not being trusted, you're not going to sell anything, right? Right. If you're high trust, but low credibility, you're in the friend zone. People right. love you. They'll talk to you, but they're not going to buy. So the goal is I to do that. Or you're the one that always has to find a new client because, you know, you can't, you're never actually delivering on it. Oh, right? exactly. Yeah. So the goal is to be in the upper right quadrant, right? High trust and high credibility. And, and to me, I was like, well, okay, that all makes sense. But trust almost is like a heart thing, a feeling. And then credibility is your expertise, your book, your story, your ability to deliver. And it was just like, I hadn't really ever differentiated the two, but. To me, that's kind of how my brain wrapped around this concept. Get to that top right quadrant and the book gets you there. But what happens next? So we work together. We got my book. It's nice, shiny cover. It's on Amazon. Woohoo! Now what do I do? Because I've got to say how many times I've sat down with somebody at coffee and they've given me their book and said, there you go. Yeah. Okay. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to prop up my wobbly desk. What do you want me to do? You know, what? Yeah. So what do you? I think that's my favorite thing is when they just say, "Oh yeah, and I wrote a book. Here you go." Yeah. Like, Nothing. <laughs> Great. Congratulations. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Dude. And and that's where we were as a as a company for the first five years is we help you publish your book. And I kept having clients come back and say, "Michael, my book's on Amazon. It looks great. Well, what do I do with that? Right?" <laughs> and and so that's when we started building our marketing systems. That we have credibility marketing systems we give our clients, but. The, the reality is, is it's very similar to when you run a webinar, okay? We run a webinar and we say, well, I had 25 people on my webinar, but I only had two people book a call. Great. What'd you do with the other 23? 
Are you following up with anybody, right? So your book is a great legion magnet. It's a great opportunity to, to have some real estate, to have some time. Dean, you're a sales guru, right? How would you like to have two or three hours with your ideal prospect to have a conversation with them versus 40 minutes on a Zoom call? Well, most people say, I'd love that. Great. Put it in your book. Give somebody a copy of your book and then follow up with them, right? So we tell people, you know, you're going to be mailing your book out to people. Everybody says, well, I like ebooks. Great. I do too. Do you know how many ebooks I have on my computer somewhere? Right. Mail them a copy of your book, right? Because guess what? Now I've captured all your mailing address, number one. Big deal. But before, if, if you come to my website, here's just one system, one strategy. Books on the website, you go, you opt in, you get the free PDF. Thank you page comes up and say, thank you so much for requesting my, my ebook. It's going to be in your inbox in about five minutes. But I'd love to just mail a copy to you. Absolutely free. I'll pay all the shipping. Just tell me where to put it in the mail and we'll send it out to you. When we've done that for our clients, we have found about 45% of people who opt in for the ebook request the physical book, okay? So now they, that you get all their information, great. Have somebody from your office pick up the phone and call them and say, hey, Dean, thank you for requesting the book. We're going to mail it out to you. I just want to verify that we got the right information. What, you, what we received was Dean Isaacs, one, two, three, any street, right? You, is that correct? Yeah, that's great. Awesome. We're going to mail it out to you. It's going to come in a big gold envelope, Dean. So when you walk to your mailbox and find that big gold envelope in a couple of days, you'll know the book's there. Can't wait for you to have it. I'm going to follow up in a couple of days to make sure it didn't get lost in the mail, okay? Have a great day, Dean. I didn't ask for a sale. I didn't yeah. ask anything. Two or three days later, guess what? You call back. Hey, Dean, did that, did that big gold envelope arrive or did the mailman lose it? Because I want to make sure it's good because there's valuable information in there. No, I got it, man. It was awesome. Great. I hope you read it. Chapter three is really important. I'll call you in a couple of days. And you delay the sale, right? Because you're building right. credibility. They're expecting you to say, to drive for an appointment or something. No, 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 no. You've got to orchestrate this process where you're building trust, right? They're coming to like you. They're reading the book. And then there comes an opportunity where you say, hey, did you have any questions when you read the book? Would you like to have a like a 20-minute conversation or something? See, how can we serve you? There's a whole process there. That's just one thing. Right. You got right. time to talk about referrals? Tell, when we get to referrals, there's a whole strategy around referrals because yeah. everybody's always says, oh, got time to talk about referrals. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the favorite topics. <laughs> All right. All right. Let me jump on referrals real quick in two, two angles. One is satisfied, happy clients, right? We all have them. We want more of them. So how do you clone your best clients? Birds of a feather flock together, right? Your, your best clients circle themselves with other people just like them. So, Dean, you know, we, we just solved your issue, whatever it is, right? And you're happy with us. Dean, would you do me a favor? Yes, because you're happy with me. You don't know this, Dean, but most of our clients don't come from all the marketing you see us doing. They come from our happy clients giving a copy of our book to their friends. Would you do me a favor and just, would you take three or four copies of my book, Dean? And in the next couple of weeks, when you're seeing, when you're talking to your friends at the, at the club or at church or wherever, and we're talking about how we helped you plan out your, your estate, would you just hand a copy of my book to them and say, here's the person we trust to put our estate together and we love him. You should just read his book. Okay. How much more cool is that than saying, well, take my business card and give my business card to them. Will you do that? Break. No. And now you're, you're, you're setting your client up to say, well, you know, my guy wrote the book on setting up truck, right? I mean, it's beautiful. And you're replicating your ideal clients. 
And then obviously with centers of influence that you're building, hopefully you're building centers of influence who can send business your way, right? Your book should be in their lobby. It should be on their desk. Hopefully a picture of you and them, you know, in their office or something. But you give them a reason to say, you know what? You need to go talk to Dean and by the way, here, here, here's his book. You should read his book. I'll call Dean. We'll set the appointment because he's by far the best guy for, for what you need. Giving your book away. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of giving your book away. It's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. You're not going to get rich that. You're going to get wealthy by using your book and giving it out so that people will send business your way. And when they reach your Zoom call or your office, they already are convinced you're the guy. It's just a, it's, they have a few questions. It's a good fit conversation. How do I help you? It takes all the pressure out of selling like we typically think selling because I'm just trying to help you and, and make sure that you're a great client for me and I'm a great service provider for you. And let's get, let's get this thing done because the selling's done here. They'll walk into your office. This, your book will be, you know, have, have sticky notes in it and they'll have things. That, I've got a question about this. I didn't understand that. Great. And as you answer those questions, guess what? Your credibility is just gaining in their mind. They're like, oh, I'll, I'll be quiet. I can talk about this all day long. No, I love it, man. I love it. And so, you know, one of the things you were talking about with the people being able to say, hey, my guy wrote the book on this. You know, I mean, that's people like to brag about access, right? I mean, yeah. that, oh, well, I get to, I got to go. And I mean, I can't tell you how long I, I sang duets with Darius Rucker one time. And like, you know, it's what, 2006? And I still get mileage out of that, right? I still get mileage out of that. I still talk about it. It's like my thing because, you know, for like five minutes, I had access to Darius Rucker and I got to, I got to talk with him and we were singing Sinatra tunes and, you know, like all this. And I'm like, dude, I like, look at, look at me, look at me. You know? right. So it's, and that's a, so obviously a very different, different thing, but you know, you get at, you get mileage out of that as the person doing it. And yeah. so if you can actually, if, if your clients can hand something and say, listen, look, my guy wrote, my guy wrote the, wrote the book on this thing. This is the resource that I recommend. Oh, hands down, man. It's great. The other thing you can do when you're an author, and because a lot of people say, well, I don't want, I don't want to point the spotlight at me saying, look at me. I wrote the book. Right. And it's not about that, but think about when you're, when you're doing email marketing or conversations or webinars, you can say, you know what? We're talking today about how, how to set up an estate plan. Let's say whatever, you're an attorney, right? Well, in chapter three of my book, I talk all about the do's and don'ts of setting up a proper estate plan. And then you talk about it. You're dropping those phrases. In my book, I wrote about this or in chapter five of my book on your podcast, you're everywhere in, in what it just drops these, we call them brandable chunks, right? The, these little brand chunks are being dropped and it just says, oh yeah, he's got a book. I need to get a copy of that. Oh yeah, he's an expert. Oh yeah over and over so it's less pointing the spotlight on yourself as i'm the person as no no i have all this information that i've put in this resource that i want to share with you and then you're off to the races yeah is that humble bragging that's humble bragging that's right i think that's what, what's what the what the kids are calling it these days right <laughs> i love it i love it yeah 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 uh, so michael we got some folks on the call today that they're not selling their own services, right? Maybe they're in, they're in, they're selling another service or selling software. They're not selling themselves, which I know a lot of your clients are really, they're selling their own personal services. And so if I'm out there selling software, for example, I don't necessarily have a book, right? But there are other ways to build credibility without necessarily having the book as the foundation. 
So right. what would you what would you suggest? What are a couple of ideas for those folks? Okay. Um, two or three things. First of all, let, let me tell you about a free resource that's going to help everybody here. Okay. It's at my website, paperbackexpert.com. It's a credibility calculator because we talk about credibility. I've got a definition now, but how do you know how people think about credibility, right? So if you go to paperbackexpert.com, it's at the top. It's a credibility calculator. Five minutes, I'll give you a score, zero to 100, because through that, those questions, you're going to understand how people see you as credible or not. So now back to your answer. Some of those things are, do you have um, well-known people who are, who are endorsing you? Whether it's your company or not, do you have somebody else who's endorsing you saying, hey, Dean's a great guy. I worked with him. He delivered what he said he was going to have the salt, whatever. Do you have things like that? You don't have to have a book. You could put that into a PDF, right? Um, I do a lot of, I love direct mail. I think this is a great time to do direct mail. Walk yeah. to your mailbox today, Ian, pull, open it up. There'll be like three things in there, right? By the way, thank you for the popcorn. You're welcome. I hope <laughs> you enjoyed it. It's good that, stuff. That is, that's how I build credibility, right? Because nobody else is doing that. I write handwritten thank yous to people. I put them in the mail. I send food items in the mail to people. I do a print newsletter every month, okay? Because nobody else is doing it. I'm the only guy who's shown up on a regular basis. I'm becoming a household name. The candy is going to go home someday to your kids and they're going to say, I love this guy, right? That is- It's not going to make it home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's all of those things put together. It's doing a podcast, right? You don't have to have a book, do a podcast, share your expertise, share your story. And th this is the other thing that's really big. I think too many times in business, especially Dean B2B, right? Well, I've got to look a certain way and I've got to be all professional. I've got to, you know what? Be yourself. If you like mountain biking, then be mountain biking. Talk about mountain biking and how it relates to what you do. Okay, I've got a client who's a he's a financial advisor. I just found out after working with him for a year that he, he's he's an avid tennis player. I'm like, dude, let's start talking about tennis and how that connects because it's a relationship, right? So it's not hard. So whether you're selling somebody else's product or your own, it is really not as important as who you are and are you being consistent in your messaging. And having a message that's compelling to your audience, you do that by being real, by sharing stuff, and by sending people food. That really helps. <laughs> it definitely does help. <laughs> Candy and yeah. cookies, popcorn. <laughs> that's right. Oh, yeah. You know, the uh, other thing that I think that you do, and I'm now doing more of because of you, is personalized video messages. Absolutely. It's, you know, it's... And that was one of the first things that when you and I first met, you didn't send me an email. You sent me a really nice video message. I was like, that's right. I know that works. I need to do that more. And that, that, that builds on the trust part of the equation, right? Person to person, human to human. You've personalized the message. You've shown up. You've taken the effort and time. To, and these, these Loom videos, don't, they're actually quicker than sending an email because you're not typing anything out, totally. which I love. So that's, that's another quick tip for the audience is just go jump on Loom or whatever other platform you want to do and send personalized videos. It yeah. can be super yeah. and you can use it for any relationship, wherever you're at in the sales process, brand new cold prospect all the way to a client you've worked with for years. It doesn't matter. It adds personality yeah. and trust into the equation. 
And, you know, another thing that Michael touched on that you and I have talked about before, Dean, is the, this idea of using some of the things that you love as that you love naturally as a way to kind of create connection with people. Right. Because credibility to me anyway, and tell me and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but credibility doesn't seem to matter much if I'm not connected to it in some way. Yep. Right. Like I can, you know, like you and I talked about the fact that I have a lot of clients in Permission Suite who are consultants because I was a consultant for 17 years and I know the pain and the struggle and everything that, that, that they go through. I where I can I connect well with musicians because I was, you know, I've been a musician for, you know, since I was born. Uh, like, I like like I'm a big into the outdoors. I'm a hiker, I'm a backpacker, like all these different things that like that I can connect on in ways that other people can't. Right. Like talking about the stove of surfing uh, and then having somebody from Little Rock talk about stove was like mind blowing me. But it was like an instant connection because I talk about the stove of surfing and paddle boarding and, you know, river running and things like that. So, you know, the ways that you can kind of usually utilize those things can, can really create a strong connection yep. that can that can build that and like and instantly kind of almost adhere you to the person that you're talking to. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I want to jump into that with what Dean said, right? Because sales is, is, is all about relationship. Okay. And we hide behind email and, and, and social media posts. So uh, a guy in our mastermind, Dean uses LinkedIn a lot, but he uses audio notes. Yep. So I've started to do um, like Facebook messenger things and I'll shoot a quick audio note to somebody because I'm starting to connect with them differently than text. I use loom a lot right but i also use video text messages so if i've got your cell phone number i'll shoot a 15 second 20 second video and say dean man thanks so much for having me there that was really really cool can't wait to talk to you again boom nobody does this nope. and what it does is it separates you and it builds a deeper connection time after time after time and what i do with pre-calls so i get a, i get a um schedule, you know, somebody scheduling uh, onto my calendar for a, a book, right? I will many times take that and I'll send a loom and say, hey, Dean, thanks for reaching out to schedule a time, um, you know, Friday at two o'clock to talk about your book. I'm really super, super stoked, super excited to to talk with you and to help you take that next step if I can. So um, I'll look forward to talking with you. Should be about a 30 minute call. Have a great day. Okay. It's Great, because now they've seen me, they've heard me, they know who I am. So I'm a big, I'm a big, big, big video proponent of what I call casual video like yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, if you want to subconsciously prep that person for the call, you could layer in that. I'm really excited to learn about what you're hoping to achieve with this book or whatever. Prep them. You can frame the call. Yeah. in that video and it still feels really personal and you've just given them homework and they don't even know it. that's right that's right well it, it becomes it ends up being natural for them too right it ends up being a natural thing when when you hear oh yeah like well when you hear i'm looking forward to hearing what you want to get out of it what you want to get out of the book all of a sudden i'm thinking do i know what i want to get out of the book right or, you know and then it just it, it puts it drops that in your mind you can do it in very, very different ways yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the and for those that use LinkedIn for prospecting and outreach, we've talked about this before. The mobile LinkedIn app has the voice messaging feature built in. So if you're looking for it on the desktop, like the, the mobile, that's the only place to have it is on the mobile. So it's really powerful. And we all get so much inbox garbage on LinkedIn. 
but the voice messages I listen to, even if they're strangers, I'm just curious, right? Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna rise above the noise and build credibility and trust yeah. just by using that tool. Right. And half the time you just want to know what the person sounds like. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah. So that I mean, voice and that face. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. that's right. Yeah. But it, yeah. it's just, it's being, being consistent, being real, being authentic. It's, it's, it's all that boiled in, but looking at marketing from a different angle and trying to find ways to show up consistently in a way that nobody's doing. You know, when I, when I talk to clients about, I mean, we send a daily email out to our list. You won't believe how many people say daily. I never do daily. It's like, no, 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 no. Do you, Attention spans are really short today, right? That's why everybody says, well, are they going to read a long-form sales letter? They will if they're really interested. But how about letting them read a long-form sales letter over 30 days by sending them an email every day that has a little bit of something? Staying yeah. top of – it's not rocket science. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's structuring marketing the way that you would love to do it so you can share who you are and how you help people. Yeah. So would you say that credibility is created through consistency? I think it has a lot to do with consistency. And initially the, the, the breakthrough, the, you ever been to Disney? You know, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to go to Disney, but when, when I was in school, if I cut in line at school, I got sent to the principal's office. I went to Disney a few years ago and this dude cut in line and he didn't get in trouble. Because he had a fast pass. A book is your fast pass to credibility to get in the front of the line. Because when I had my book, remember my story, Ian? Before I had my book, I was just a coffee bean. I was just like every media rep that's out there. When you got my book, it, it's like the Red Sea opened and I got ushered in because I had credibility. Now, if that's all I had, I was in trouble. Yep. I had to be able to deliver. I had to follow through. So it is that consistency over time, but the, the splash, the separation, the fast pass is I'm the guy who wrote the book on this. You need to at least listen to me to see if we trust. There are some people today who don't like me. I find that hard to believe, but, <laughs> but that's okay. My Mark, if you're not, if we're not going to connect and resonate, let's not do business together. Really. It's painful. Sure. Yeah. So it, it, it really helps us. So yeah, it, but it is totally consistency over time. That's why we do daily emails. That's why we do monthly print newsletters. That's why we do gifting. That's why I do our marketing is a system that works. And that's where I see business owners struggling is systems. I know you guys are big on systems, right? We have to have systems in place so that we get off that revenue roller coaster, the dean that you talk about all the time, right? Yeah. How do you streamline that and, and make business a, a fun process? It's systems based. Here's, here's the phrase. I love, I love your feedback. Here's the phrase I use profit doesn't grow a business, systems do. Okay. Your systems, oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well, when well executed, will generate profit, which we all after. But without systems, you're struggling. You're all the time. You're roller coastering, right? Build systems or hire Dean to help him help build those systems. The rest takes care of itself. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You can't scale without systems. You can't. That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. And that, isn't that what everybody wants to do? Scale. And that's what we see all over the scale. Get, you know, work less. It's like, how do you do that? You build systems that operate really without you. 
but you're always tweaking them. But that's yeah. yeah, that's where the magic really, really happens. And those systems communicate and convey your credibility, gives people an opportunity to opt into your list so that you can nurture them and show up through webinars or emails or micro trainings or whatever you want to do to show up consistency over time. And what's going to what's going to happen? Nobody else does it this way. Yeah. And so you're automatically going to market as Dan Kennedy was a market in a vacuum, have a category of one and own your audience. Yeah. And that consistently consistency drives you into that top right hand quadrant we talked about, because I also think consistency builds trust as well. Absolutely. Right? You're there. You're always there. I'm looking for your next post. I'm looking for your next newsletter. And that, that, you have to have frequency to build trust as well, right? It's sort of like proximity. Yes. Right? Which is this, like getting to know people. Proximity yeah. and frequency builds trust as well. It does. Yeah, it really does. And, and in your messaging. So we do a lot of webinars and micro trainings and things, right? And a lot of those are not, I'm not really selling anything. So I'm talking to my, my gifting system in the, you know, you got a gift in the mail. I have a system for that, Right. I teach that in a, in a short 25-minute webinar type thing. I'm, I'm not asking them to buy from me. I'm saying, here's the system. There are the resources. Go. I do that around print newsletters. I did one around Loom. How do you use Loom in business? And so my audience is seeing me as somebody who gives value over and over again. If I consistently do that, I know that when they're ready to become an author, they're coming to me, and they're going to have that conversation. Yep. So I have a follow-up question on that. But before I do, anybody that's on the live call, if you have questions for Michael, for us, throw them in the Q&A. We're happy to respond. We'll, we'll, we'll handle them right now. Um, so your webinar, that's content. That's a type of content. We see lots of content out there, right? Everything from how-to videos to, you know, just like blatant sales pitches and everything in between. Do you feel like there are certain types of content people should focus on more or how, how should I mix up the types of content that I produce for my audience to get the result that I'm hoping for? Yeah, great question. Um, our, our formula tends to be about 70-30. 70% of our content is really teaching concepts, systems. Here's how you do a gifting systems. Here's how you do a book. I mean, I've got a whole process on how to create your own book if you want. And then 30% of our content is more sales-based. So I've got a coaching program. And I tell people on my webinars or micro trainings, if there's a pitch at the end, I tell you at the beginning. I don't want you, right? I'm like, yeah. hey, dude, I've got something to offer to you. I've got a great program. If you're interested, if it's right for you, I'll tell you how to get it at the end. Now, let's talk about this. So there's no surprises, right? So our, our firm is kind of 70-30, 70% teaching, helping equip you. Because again, it goes back to my philosophy, Dean. If I can help you in your business, fix one thing or get better at that, you're going to love me for life. And if I can do that on a, if I could bring three or four things this year into your life, Dean, that really help you make a difference. You're telling everybody about me when, when you hear a conversation at one of your groups and say, and I've been thinking about a book. You're going to say, I got the guy. Let me connect you. Have the conversation. He's amazing. That's what I'm after in my business, right? Yep. So I think for us, 70-30 is, is kind of the formula we run on. And yep. it works it, for us, it works well with our audience. My audience gets to know me really well. Plus, they know I'm going to be straightforward with them and say, hey, this webinar, 
put your credit card away. There's no offer. It's all content. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It strikes me. It's really, it's particularly amazing just how much credibility is built by just telling people what you're going to do and then doing it. Right. I mean, it's like, Consistency, of course, because that's what that's what I always go to, right? Is that because again, I talk a lot about referrals. I always go back to consistency being what builds trust. Because you and 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 I've been, as I mentioned before, I've always kind of related trust and credibility in a lot of ways. Um, but talking about the fact that credibility is much deeper than trust, it's a different kind of level from trust, and being able to look at it and say, okay, so I'm going to do this, and then I do it. So now if you, and if I do that enough times, now you know that if I tell you that I'm going to write a killer book for you and you're going to be able to utilize it and I'm going to be able to teach you how to use it, you know, effectively, et cetera, et cetera, then that's that, that, then I know that, okay, he's done everything else he said he was going to do. Why wouldn't he do this too? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it gives you confidence to take that next step. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if I come to you and say, Ian, Hey, thanks so much. By the way, I've got a program over here that I think would be right for you because here's what I've heard you say that you're struggling with. That's exactly what we tackle in this next next program. I think it'll be right for you. Let's talk about that. You have so much more confidence because I've heard you, I've listened to you, and and I've proven myself, right? You're much more likely to say, okay, I'm going to trust you. I may not totally understand, Michael, but I'm going to trust that you're going to lead me in a good place. Yeah, I've right. Got- yeah. Really does. It's funny, you know, why why are we even talking about people having to do what they say they will do, right? Why is that even a topic? I, but yeah. it is, it is. And you know, there oh, are statistics out there that more sales are lost because of lack of follow-up than any other reason. Not price, not competition, not another it's lack of follow-up. They the salesperson, whomever that is, business owner or, or a rep or whatever, they didn't do what they said they would do. Yeah. That is the number one thing. So that's why people don't want to take sales calls because they don't trust salespeople. Right. And, yeah. and you know, at the end of the day, really, they don't have systems. Because if you're selling something and you say, I'm going to do that, and you don't have a system to remind you to get that done, we're all busy. You're on to the next thing. <laughs> Build a system to remind you to make sure it gets done. Nothing falls through the cracks. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the, the simplest, you know, basics, back to basics, one-on-one, it's missing so often. It just, it is. So it just, it, I just like, why do we even have to say this? But it's <laughs> yeah. Like, well, we shouldn't, but yeah. We shouldn't, but we have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of doing what we said, I don't have a clock or a watch on me right now. So I don't know how long we've got 10, 10, minutes, minutes, left. Left. 10 minutes left. Excellent. I want to make sure we're not going, you know, 20 minutes over. Because that's really right. good. It's probably <laughs> an hour. Forget it. We'll that's right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we definitely we're going to have could. to do at least an hour of quality content moving forward. Right. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. But, uh, so. Tell me this, Michael. I'm curious, you know, so you're, you know, your company name is Paperback Expert. Um, what is the, so is there a difference in kind of credibility, uh, sense of credibility between having, you know, a paperback versus a hard, hardcover? Do you find that people have, because, uh, I mean, it seems to me that the, the kind of the, I guess, prejudice against paperback books and more going more towards hardcover doesn't seem to be as much of a thing as it was back in like the 80s. Whereas if you didn't, if your book wasn't an hardcover, 
it wasn't, you know, worth paying attention to, right? I remember talking to somebody back when, when I was in high school and uh, somebody mentioned that to me. I'm like, why? It's, I mean, the information's there, right? I mean, it's good info, but it's not in hardcover. So is that like, is that, is, is there anything, are there any nuanced things like that that we should be kind of aware of? Yeah, not really. At the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference. Now, we do publish a few books in hardcover as special edition hardcovers because some of my clients are like, I want to send a few special copies to my centers of influence, my coaches or something. In that realm, yeah, a hardcover may work and we can help you know execute that. But it really doesn't matter because you look, I mean, I look at all of Dan Kennedy's books. Has he ever done a hardcover? I mean, the dude wrote prolifically paperback, right? <clears throat> And the reason we created Paperback Expert is because, again, this is a marketing strategy. It costs less to print and produce, and it costs less to mail out when it's paperback versus hardcover. Honestly, that's why we became Paperback Expert, because this is a business marketing strategy. And so the cost factor does fact, did factor into it. Yeah, we can do hardcover. We can do Kindle. We can do audiobooks. We can, I mean… We can do it all, but when you look at the perception that somebody receives your book, whether it's paperback or hardback, 99% of the time makes no difference at all. What does make a difference is that you authored it. This is that tangible thing, because I was going to ask you about Audible, right? So Audible is just another channel to distribute your content, right? Absolutely. But you can't give somebody Audible, or you can give them a gift card maybe, but you, you can't, you know. So do you, where do you see that fitting into the mix? If, if, as you just said, the book is a marketing tool, you're not making millions off of selling the book, does that fit into the, into the equation or how do, you, how do you think about that? Yeah, yeah. Audible does. You know, obviously we take our, uh, our audio books that we create for clients and they're distributed on Audible. Audible is great if you're listening. The right. cha- one of the challenges I have with audiobooks is if I'm listening and I'm driving down and you say something and I'm, I'm driving, I'm like, I got to go back and find that. It's not just real super easy to, to dog ear a page in Audible, right? <laughs> so, Especially if you're driving, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And how many, how many books do you have in Audible versus if I mail you a copy, A, it's sacrilegious in our culture to throw a book away. So you're <laughs> right. going to have it, right? And you get to become a resource in my house or my office. You get to highlight it and, re- and come back to it. Then we add on to it the Audible, or we create podcasts for our clients. A lot of times we interview them on their book, right, on every chapter. So those those extend your credibility and give you another platform. So that when somebody goes to Amazon, they say paperback, Kindle, hardback, audiobook. That builds credibility in the mind of your audience, and it gives them an opportunity to say, you know what, I'm an audiobook guy. I just want to download the Sweet, right? It all wraps in. But if somebody said, I just want to do an audio book, that's very similar in my eyes to saying somebody saying, I just want to do an ebook. Right. right. Well, okay, but that's yeah. not what we do. And you're missing the credibility of having a physical book to put in somebody's hand. Right. There is yeah. something about this tactile aspect, even if they never read it. Yeah. And I guess at that point, why not just have, you know, a friend of yours or your spouse interview you on a podcast, right? At that point, you sign up for an anchor account, it's free, and you just get to, you know, push stuff out and you're good to go, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. None, of this, none of this is rocket science. It's not like I have some secret, you know, thing that nobody can do. 
Dude, I figured this out. When I published my book, I knew nothing about this, okay? You can do it. The question is, is it the highest and best use of your time? Well, probably not, but you can do it. Take a friend out, have them interview you, talk about it, share the content and be you. That's going to start attracting more people. Do it consistently. It's going to build your credibility and you're going to find that the, the Red Sea is going to start parting for you over time because people are going to see you as somebody who's trustworthy, who does what they say, and who, who delivers a great result. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, we, so, have, we have five minutes left. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think uh, we were kind of going in the same direction here. Um, Mike, I want to make sure that I give you an opportunity, that we give you an opportunity here to uh, to, to tell people where they can find you and, uh, you know, how they can kind of, well, how they can get some popcorn. Really? Get some popcorn. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, paperbackexpert.com. That's our website. And if you just go to paperbackexpert.com, you can find me. You can opt into our funnels. You can find out what we do. You can take the credibility calculator. You can join our Facebook group from there. You can learn about our coaching. I mean, everything. We've tried to make that kind of the hub of everything we do. So paperbackexpert.com. You can book a call with me. It's just, it's the simplest place to go to learn more about us and, and really how we serve our clients in creating your brand strategy, getting your book published and making you an Amazon bestseller. We didn't even talk about that, but that's part of our strategy. But giving you that fast pass to get to the front of the line so that you can precondition prospects to hire you before you ever meet with them. You know, and I can't believe I didn't think about this until just now, but, you know, I feel like we need to license the Beatles song, uh, Paperback Writer, for you as like your theme song on the uh, on the website. I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that. That's but right. The fact that I just thought about it is <laughs> kind of shameful for me. Especially with your <laughs> music background, Ian. We got to work Yeah, that. exactly. Right. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, very, oh, very much so. All right. Um, so the last thing that that I'd like to make sure that we ask, and uh, Dean knows this, um, but uh, but what's if if we can have one takeaway, one key thing that uh, that your audience is pulling away from, Dean, we'll start with you, and then to give Michael and I an opportunity to, to to think about it. What would that one key takeaway from today's from today's talk be? My key takeaway today is craft your origin story right? What got you to where you are makes you different, makes you stand out from the crowd, changes your approach to solving problems. Craft that. Work on that. Nice. Michael, what about yourself? That's great. I, I, I was going to say be yourself, which ties into what Dean said, but I'm going, to, I'm going to defer to what Ian was talking about is consistency over time. Okay? Don't run into anything saying, we're going to do webinars five webinars a month. No, do one webinar a month every month and then add consistency over time because that says I'm going to deliver what I say going back to what we talked about. Trust and credibility. You got it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right. I love it. And I'm just going to I'm just going to throw this out there. Don't let anybody take away your stuff. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> don't let anybody take it away. You know? <laughs> I love that. That's keep, great. Keep, keep using the word because it's got a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a special one. Yeah. It is. It is. And I'm more stoked uh, than ever, brother. Come on. I love it. I love it, brother. I love it. Awesome. Well, Dean, Michael, thank you both so much. This has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed this. Man, it's yeah. been lots of fun. I appreciate the opportunity just to share and be with you guys. Absolutely. 
Great. All Thanks. Right. Thanks for being on, Michael. Good seeing you again. Yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen. Talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for checking out our episode today. I really hope you found it valuable and got some good takeaways from it. If you did, do me a favor, subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcasting app and leave a review to let us know how we're doing. If you'd like to learn more about Mission Suite, check us out at www.themissionsuite.com and there you'll find educational resources and information about our platform. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube and be a part of the conversation. We'll be back soon. Cheers. Cheers.